0: It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast
1: with Scott and Kat. Well, a happy hump day to you. Happy hump day, everybody. It's uh, Wednesday, the 19th of August, if you are listening same day. And thank you to all of you who do that. But also, thanks to everybody who's been binge listening. It's remarkable how many people did last week when we suggested you go back into the archives, go back and listen to some of the older podcasts. Some of you even asking, what happened to Angela? he died unfortunately
0: Scott no but you know what's actually shocking is um for those longtime listeners we love you thank you he's not engaged yet so I lost the bet I thought for sure he'd be engaged by now
1: what's his fucking problem I don't know is he he just afraid she'll say no is that why he hasn't or maybe she did say no
0: oh I didn't think about that
1: oh that's the rumor I'm gonna start right now Yeah, he proposed. She said, no, no, we're just going to be friends.
0: (laughs) They are together. No, they're together and they're adorable. Um, Last I chatted with him, he was actually going to Montreal to visit her. He's been there a lot this summer. He practically lives like half-half, I think. Uh, But anyway, we'll let you know when he does get engaged. For those that do ask about Angelo and you ask uh, often.
1: Well, It was a long pandemic. I'm not surprised he's going there a lot. He's probably got a lot of uh, pent-up semen in him. So he's... uh, All right, well, that was straightforward. (laughs) i I guess i don't know a lot of people are in that predicament especially if you're dating someone who's either out of the country or out of the province i mean hell in atlantic canada they've still got their bubble going on you have to self-isolate for 14 days before you can move around i can't ever remember a time when i couldn't just fly to halifax and walk down to murphy's on the water and have myself a couple of beers Now you got to go straight to the hotel and lock down for a bit, uh, which is uh, particularly surprising for all the new students who are heading to Dalhousie this year. Have fun in quarantine. Oh, I should give you an update. I told you that my son was going down to Indianapolis, and he had to self-isolate for a while, too, right? Oh, is he done? Yeah. In fact, uh, I'll give the Americans a little bit of credit. While they have had some positive cases, all the Canadians down there tested negative, and they had their results in an hour. The the public health people came to the hotel where they were isolating, gave them all a saliva test. Not even the swab Uh, of the nose.
0: Why don't we do that more often here?
1: You know if well, that's part of the problem. I think there's a lot of people who don't necessarily want to get a COVID test simply because they can't stand the thought of that being shoved all up into their feelings. Honest to
0: God, and and I had to get a test for my 18 month old daughter, and that was the fucking worst. Watching someone shove a Q-tip up her nose and obviously she screamed crying. Like a saliva test would be much, much, much easier. And I think you're right. More people would probably opt to get the test if they weren't afraid of it.
1: They just got to make it uh, a little bit easier and a little less invasive. And I know that this is a first world problem. You get what you get. And and we do want to make sure that uh, we we know where the cases are. I I just think that we would have more people who would do it if it was a little bit less invasive to do it. So um, if they could work on that, that'd be great, too. Or just get that vaccine. You know, that'd be cool, too. That would be great. Still haven't heard any updates on the Russian vaccine that they invented. (laughs) I don't know anybody who's had it, but I'm not hearing a lot about it. That's
0: because they know nothing about it, Scott.
1: We have a positive case that has come from the infection at the Brass Rail in Toronto. Right. (laughs) I'm not surprised. You're at a fucking strip club. Of course there's close contact. Yes, that's how the virus spreads. No, nobody was wearing a mask in the strip club unless it was part of the dancer's costume. Like, come on. <laughs> Surprised there's only one, though. I mean, maybe more might come of it, but so far they've announced only one infection related back to uh, the Brass Rail, which is a lovely adult entertainment establishment. If you are not from the Toronto area, it's uh, one of the options of places that you can visit when you come to the Six. We have a lot to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start off with Tracy Morgan? Because I really like this divorce thing. Sure.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, here's the thing. And I-, I want to start off by saying it's it, it always bothers me a little bit when it comes to divorce. Do I feel uncomfortable sometimes talking about uh, couple di- couples divorcing, especially if there's kids involved? Absolutely. But at the same time, they're asking for privacy and to respect this and that. Well, don't fucking lie to us. Because off the top, when Tracy Morgan announced that he and his wife were... We're going to be separating. He just called it a challenging time. Everything's mutual, but please give us privacy. Well, don't fucking lie. Obviously, there's shit going on, and that's okay. Divorce gets messy, like no doubt about it. So here we are today. Um, It's shaping up to become a very nasty divorce, and we know a lot of money is involved, but this doesn't even necessarily involve money. So he says now in these newly filed papers, he's asking that Megan, his ex, be required to change her last name back to Woolover, her maiden name, and stop using Morgan as her last name.
1: I have uh, heard of lots of divorce stories, celebrity and then just regular people. Never once have I heard somebody file a divorce application to force the other person to change their last name. You took my name when we got married. You can't have it anymore. You got to drop it. I want that court ordered. I have never in my life heard of that before. I'm going to phone my divorce lawyer today and ask her about that because this might be somewhat unprecedented. I don't know if anybody has ever done that. My question to you is, is that petty or do you see where he's coming from?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's I mean, we'd need to know more. Obviously he has a lot of hate in his heart for her because there's, think about it. You you should be okay with something like that. Like, yeah, whatever. They've had my name for the last several years. They, by the way, got married, what was it, in uh, 2015. So they were married for five years. They do have a child together. They're fighting about that too, of course. Uh, But she had it for five years of her life and she had a child and she, by the way, has a child with that last name. So the child's last name is Morgan. I think there's something to be said for she wants to keep the same last name as her child, who is Morgan. So if you want to change my fucking name back, then you better change your kid's name back, too, because you can't have it both ways. You can't have the kid being Morgan and me not being allowed to have the last name Morgan. Fuck off.
1: Okay, but we as parents make the decisions for our kids. And if the kid wants to change their last name, I mean, at this point, it's already been assigned to them. If they want to change their last name, they'll be given the opportunity to petition the court when they're old enough. For now, I don't know that the kid needs to be dragged into this. And there's a lot of parents who don't have the same last name as their kids. I get it. That's a little frustrating. In Tracy's case, I mean, is the wife trying to make money off of the name Morgan? Or does he just feel that proud of his name and that much disdain for her that he doesn't want her to have it? Or is he just trying to inconvenience the shit out of her? Because let's be honest, changing your name when you get married is not an easy process. It takes a long time, and there's a shit ton of paperwork you got to fill out for that.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, the interesting part to adhere to, I don't even think it's just like a precedent for him because he has an ex named Sabina, and she still goes by Sabina Morgan, and he has no problem with that, and she's had that for many, many, many years. They were married back in
1: the 90s. Is so- it possible that it's just getting too confusing for him with all his exes <laughs> all having the same name? <laughs>
0: Miss <laughs> Morgan would like to see you uh, at the lawyer's office. Which one?
1: Be more specific, please.
0: He's actually, I think, friendly with his first ex, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't... It's interesting to me. This is just a filing. So the judge, I presume in this case, could just say, no, that's dumb. And, and fly right past it and it not be a thing. But it is... It is definitely interesting. Um, Fighting over custody, too. Uh, Seven-year-old daughter is what they have, Maven. Uh, She wants sole physical custody, and he wants joint shared residential custody of Hmm. their daughter. I'm still interested in this money scenario because it is interesting. There was a prenup, yes, and it was signed in 2015. Now, it was signed before they got married. Um, but it was signed or sorry after they like right before they got married, but also before he got the big payday from Walmart. So was that included in the prenup? Did it say if I make any money off of this and we've had this conversation before, but there could be some, there could be something going on there. If you think about how much he's worth, he might know that she's up to trying to take some of the money and maybe it's not the case, but there's, we both agree. There's definitely something else going on here.
1: I think so. I don't know what it is or if we'll ever know. I do think, though, that his money from the injury is not something he needs to share with her. Uh, And not that I personally feel that way. It's just I believe that's the way the law is worded, that she is not entitled to any of that because it came from a personal injury settlement. However, uh, we'll see what the judge says, because judges, uh, they change their mind and change laws all the time. Mm hmm. We'll see how it works out. Either way, I have never heard of this petition happening before to require the other person to change their last name, but I'm sure there's people out there who are thinking the same thing. Fuck you. That's my name. It's a good name. You can't have that name anymore. Right. You go back to your shitty last name that you had before you met me.
0: <laughs> Where you didn't have status like you had when you were married to me. It's especially, I think, a status thing in this case, Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's a new uh, TV show coming up. You were talking about this during What's Trending on mm-hmm. our FM radio show this morning on 91.5 The Beat.
0: Yeah, you know, Netflix has a down pat with their home shows and their you know organizational shows and things like that. They always trend. I think this one will be one of those as well. Um, it's called The Home Edit, and it's actually based on a couple of people who do this for a living. They organize Celebrity Closet and Pantries and rooms, but mostly uh, closets and pantries for A-listers. So Reese Witherspoon is actually behind this. So obviously she's offered up her closet to be one of the uh, episodes uh, for this new series. Eva Longoria, Khloe Kardashian, Neil Patrick Harris. So the cool part about the show is it mixes the home organization category with a celebrity category too. So not only do you get to see I'm sure they're not that mangled, their closets, but you get to see a little bit of disorganization and then you also get to see it get tidied up. Plus, it's the home of a celebrity. So you know these are going to be closets the size of most people's homes, perhaps. Or, um, yeah, you're going to see some of their possessions, which are going to be ridiculous. Uh, It's kind of like Cribs meets uh, something that you would see on the home, uh, on like a home Like on HG. Yeah, exactly.
1: Are we out of ideas? They're going to make a whole show about organizing a fucking closet? Dude, Dude, people it- will watch it. Oh, I know they'll watch it. Yes. But still, it's a show about organizing a closet. And the, the excess is gross from celebrities. Those people who have bought those, those 30, 40, 50 million dollar houses. You you referenced it a few seconds ago. Uh, some of them have closets the size of most of our homes. It's true. There's celebrities out there that have entire rooms Just for their shoe collection. There's celebrities out there who have uh, whose closets have separate rooms just where they keep, I don't know, their sex toys or where they keep their uh, American Music Awards and their Grammys. It's fucking crazy the different rooms that people have in their houses. So from that standpoint and I'm morbidly curious but the premise of the show seems ridiculous.
0: No, you know what? It seems ridiculous to you cuz maybe you wouldn't be the the type to watch it, but I'll bring up a show like Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Do you remember when that was like the top trending thing people were talking about was Marie Kondo?
1: Oh, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah. This
0: this show will be top 10 n- easy. Like when it gets when it's out in September, or by the way, September 9th, I believe is the release date on Netflix. When it's out it's going to be top trending because people do like those kind of shows. There's there's this odd satisfaction, and it also inspires you. I find with these shows anyway. So when you watch these transformations, and sh- like I said, the celebrity closets, I don't buy that they're that that trashy. I mean, maybe they're a little disorganized, but like you think a Neil Patrick Harris keeps a sloppy mess inside his closet? I doubt it. But just I'll to bet watch- you, there is
1: some sort of sloppy mess inside Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <spot.
0: laughs> you never know. <laughs> I don't he's know the, what it is, but I'm not best. touching it. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> so anyway, for example, watching a transformation on TV like that is there's something so rewarding about just watching it. It's like watching an episode of hoarders and watching them tidy up the spaces. There's something oddly satisfying. And then sometimes if you're like me, it inspires you in your own life. After I watched Marie Kondo tidying up with Marie Kondo, I reorganized all of my drawers in my closet. Like I thought I was organized before. But then I really redid it. I was like, nope, it's not fully color-coordinated. I got to go back and do it. And it was like an inspirational kind of thing to get rid of some old shit. And she had some rules in place. I don't know about this duo, by the way, from the home edit, but they've been doing this for years, mostly for celebrity or for anyone who has money, basically. Uh, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see their rules because everybody has their own set of rules. So if someone like me, yeah, I'll probably check it out. I will.
1: I don't know. I've got a pretty good system going right now. When I am cleaning, and sometimes it gets a little messy. Understood. Everybody's does. Everybody's house gets to be messy, and that's why we have cleaning days sometimes. For me, though, this new system that I'm using works. So when I get undressed at the end of the day, I take all my clothes and I throw them in the laundry basket. Eventually, like maybe a week, two weeks later, when I finally have nothing else to do, I will do the laundry, and it all goes through the washer, the dryer, goes back in the basket, I take it upstairs, and then I just set the basket at the end of the bed because I realized there's no fucking point in putting this away. I'm just (laughs) going to put it right back on again tomorrow. Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. You don't put your clothes away after the laundry's done? You leave it in a basket and then you use the same clothes over and over again? Is that what you're telling me?
1: What I'm telling you is that I'm a lazy fuck and I have a laundry (laughs) basket at the end of my bed that I haven't emptied in about uh, four or five days.
0: (laughs) That's fabulous. That's great. I have to put it away right away. There's nothing that bugs me more than a laundry basket sitting around, even if it is clean, folded clothes. It's got to go into spot.
1: New study at a Stanford University has found your phone can predict whether or not you're drunk, thanks to the incredible sensors that are built into a phone. Oh no! They say in just walking 20 steps, your phone, with 90% accuracy, can determine if you're drunk. Now, the, the research, you're, you might be wondering, why would my phone need to know if I'm drunk? It what knows could too much. It knows too know? much. Oh, sure. You know what? It's listening to us all the time anyway. Not only does it know I'm talking about it right now, it's probably plotting what it's going to do when it gets enough power. <laughs> well, maybe not. The phone uprising hasn't happened yet. But what I'm saying is these, these phones have way too much info on us. They listen to us. They probably know when we're drinking, what we drank, where we bought it, and how much we paid for it. And it'll probably eventually recommend where we could have got it cheaper or a better year. So why would this need to be known? Why would we want our phone to know when we're drunk? Well, these researchers at Stanford say, and I quote, In five years, I'd like to imagine a world in which if people go out and drink at risky levels, they could get an alert to protect them from high-risk events such as driving under the influence, interpersonal violence, unprotected sexual encounters, and more. Basically, what it's saying is when you go out and tie one on, your phone could have a little pop-up that says – Hey, realize you're drunk. Put a rubber on before you nail that. (laughs) Or, hey, you're drunk. Don't do anything dumb like drive. Things like that. Maybe it'll even recommend, hey, here's uh, the Uber app. Would you like to open it? Things like that. It's actually not a bad idea because one of the problems with being drunk is you're drunk. You don't make the best decisions when you're drunk. But maybe if you got that little text message reminder or a pop up on your phone that said, hey, you shouldn't be driving right now. You would think twice about it. If it saves lives, I'm all in favor of it.
0: Hey, you know what? Yeah, it wouldn't hurt, right?
1: Well, I mean, okay, some of them are a little a little uh, out there. Hey, it seems like you're drunk, and we know you're with somebody. Use a condom. Whoa, holy shit. We hey, don't were just tell me what, to know each other. No,
0: like, don't tell me what to put on my dick. That's what I would say back to the phone. I don't think a lot of people would necessarily change their, their habits, but I do think there's something to it blocking you from using certain apps or maybe text messages or just giving a pop-up even. Are you sure you want to send this? Because it seems like you're kind of drunk. Just as like... <laughs> An extra okay. You have to click okay to make sure that you really want to send that Facebook note or tweet that or text that person, right? Text
1: your ex when you're drunk. Bad idea. It'll stop you from texting your ex when you're drunk. That is brilliant. Well, if they actually did that, I might actually take advantage of that pop up. Most of them I have disabled. That that's actually not you a can bad You can pick and you should be
0: able <laughs> don't you love that? But you should be able to pick and choose. Like when I'm drunk, I can only text these numbers and make sure it's people that will not judge you so you can go ahead and text me because you know i'll just go oh scott must be drunk and i can be i'm texting you because i know that you won't judge me and there's like a small handful of people i'm okay with but if you go to try to text somebody that you're not sure of it should pop up like oh you put them on your don't text well drunk list and you seem pretty fucking inebriated my friend so what are you gonna do about that
1: yes what are you going to do about that?
0: So what are you going to do about that? Do you actually <laughs> want to send this or not? Your choice is yours, but I'm just here to guide you and help you out.
1: The uh, sound for the pop-up should be a,
0: Will! <laughs> <laughs> or go old school ICQ. Uh-oh! <laughs> Uh-oh!
1: Not a good idea! according to our records you broke up with this person six months ago (laughs) well maybe you shouldn't send that text message (laughs) uh let's do a slightly different spin on back to school what do you suppose the hot item this year is for september 2020 back to school okay what category are we talking Things that parents would buy for back to school. Oof, oof, okay. I'm not narrowing it down. Masks? You. Number one. Number one. Yeah. Number two? Uh, hand sanitizer. San-
0: yeah, there you go. Yeah. Masks gonna- is number one. Sanitizers yeah. number two. Okay,
1: yep. Yeah. 70% of parents say their back to school shopping includes at least some form of PPE. That's way up from last year's 2%. Only 2% of parents last year were buying things like sanitizer to send with their kids. No wonder kids get sick all the time. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. One in five parents say they started shopping earlier this year, partly because they had more time, but also to make sure they got everything they needed in case stores ran out or closed down again. They say fewer parents are taking their kids shopping with them this year. A lot of it's being done online with curbside pickup and home delivery up 550 percent from last year three in ten teachers are updating their tech to deal with virtual learning everything from new computers and routers to smaller things like keyboards and headphones and they're buying a ton of dry erase boards so that they can hold them up on a zoom call that's great
0: that's a good idea
1: God bless you teachers that do that sort of shit and invest that money into making your product just great. I think that's awesome. There's a teacher who is quite right to assume that at some point school's going to get shut down again. Mm -hmm. And they're preparing for how they're going to distance learn. Uh, We kind of shit the bed on how we did it the first time around. Some teachers did. But here's teachers that are investing in a whiteboard. Now, uh, maybe they need to know there's a lot of that stuff that you can do with various apps that you can download for your computer. But an old school dry erase whiteboard. Hey, that works, too. You want to hold it up and do a math lesson? Great. You want to hold it up and show people the proper sentence structure? Good. Good on you. Kids need to learn that shit. I think that's awesome. Uh, Some things parents are spending less on this year. Any guesses?
0: Um Oh, let's think. Anything that would uh, help the spread of COVID, I suppose. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what is it?
1: Backpacks is number one. This year, parents are spending less on backpacks. Many are either putting it off or assume their kids will not be going back or are telling kids to make do with the one they had from last year. Right. Yeah. There's also a lot of people that are out of work and working on a budget or still living off of the CERB and stuff like that. So I get it. School clothes we are cutting back on. New shoes cutting back on. And stuff for kids' lockers. We are, however, buying more decorations for bedrooms, like Zoom backgrounds. That's a weird category, but I assume they had to ask.
0: I never thought about that. I mean, we thought about the light thing. Both of us purchased a nice new light.
1: Oh, our ring lights are great, aren't they? But
0: the Zoom backgrounds never thought about that, like to do a specially done background. All right.
1: Speaking of back to school, new numbers are out. 63% of parents are worried about sending their kids back to school. Sorry, 66% are worried about sending kids back to school. 63% of parents are going to do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's uh, the debate I have every single day on my Facebook page. It's nuts. Oh, by the way, I can't accept any more friends on Facebook because they're – idiots, and they cap you at 5,000. So you, if you do want to follow my Facebook page, because we've talked about it a few times, it's basically the Wild West where people will fight with strangers on a daily basis. I hate to not be friends, but I can't allow any more friends, but you can follow. It's Scott Fox on air on Facebook. If you want to take a look, just follow, and that's probably the best way that you can stay in touch there. Uh, a couple other things that we've learned. Flushing a urinal can spread the coronavirus cat they say when you flush a urinal it shoots particles up to two uh. feet in the air if those are infected particles they say you're putting yourself and people in that's, the bathroom at risk a couple of things from this
0: that's nasty
1: you are uh probably never you've never used a urinal have you
0: Na- never never have that's a fact
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay well they're gross I also didn't realize we were still flushing urinals because it seems like most people just take a piss and walk away. It's gross. Ew. Guys, flush. And you know what? I get it. If you don't want to touch the damn handle, use your foot like everybody else. Grab a, a paper towel and touch it with that. I don't blame you for not wanting to put your hand on the handle that flushes it. But you got to flush because it's gross for the rest of us. Yeah, Two feet in the air. That seems like a lot, and I assume if there are infected particles in there, it's because somebody, what, coughed or sneezed while they were peeing, and it went in the urinal?
0: And then it just flies up into the air, I guess?
1: It flies up in the, well, the urinal sends water down the back, and then it it just sort of rinses out the urinal, but that also creates a little air pressure, which can send it two feet in the air. There's a good uh, logistics lesson for you on the urinals, cat. Now you understand how they work. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out if I'm safe. Two feet. I need to, I need a tape measure. I want to measure like from my dick to my chin because I don't know how big that area is.
0: You should be able to flush after you like leave the area. Oh, that's weird too, though. None of it's, none of it is sanitary. Like all, to me, it's just so gross. And I remember re- reading a couple of times, and this is why I always use like a toothbrush holder or I put the toothbrush in a toothbrush holder in a drawer, even at home. Because when you flush, the amount of fucking particles that fly through the air. And a regular toilet, let alone uh-huh. a urinal, which is yeah. definitely worse. Wide Th- open. Wide open, and then you leave your you you people think about this. You leave your toothbrush out in the open for these poo and piss particles, and God knows what else, to fly through your bathroom air. They're airborne nasty shit that lands on your toothbrush. Then you willingly put that in your face. That's gross.
1: Oh, so, it's absolutely gross. Cover it. Thank you. Uh, think about that next time you're at a urinal, guys, wearing a mask. Yeah, maybe you're out in public. Maybe the office has a shared lobby like ours does. Oh,
0: and you know, and, and also hopefully it doesn't need to be said, but make sure that we're still washing our hands thoroughly. Is everybody I still I would washing? hope
1: so. Please. That's never not going to be required. You yeah. always have to wash your hands. Uh, another casualty of the pandemic, Berlin, Germany. Has now allowed brothels to reopen. They have been closed for months, and the sex workers were like, Hello, we need to get back to work. So they reached a compromise, cat. Now, if you go to Berlin, you can go to a brothel. However, sex is banned. Mm-hmm. You can only do what they call an erotic massage.
0: Oh, (laughs) so there is, okay, so nothing's going in anything, but there's still a lot of close contact there. Well,
1: (laughs) I don't know exactly what happens in an erotic massage, but I assume it's not like the manager is sitting right there watching you guys in your private little brothel room. So I would imagine that there's some room for this to go awry. Now, the erotic massage, I don't know exactly how they're going to do this and not spread COVID. I mean, would you have a mask on for this erotic massage? Ooh. Would you have to, like, lay on your belly the whole time? Ooh. I don't know.
0: Yeah, good question. Yeah, the you don't make you any is- eye contact. You face down. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. I, I, you have to take a shower first, I would assume, to wash any COVID that you may have on you, off of you. Oh, I hope so. And what happens to the, the, the jizz? Like, I assume that's the end result of this erotic massage. Is there any chance that there's COVID in that? I mean, the whole thing is a mess. I I don't understand how it would work. It really would be a mess, yes. (laughs) It just seems like uh, under these circumstances, why would anyone take the chance? I didn't understand why people were going to the Brass Rail last week or why they're going to a strip club at all right now. I certainly don't understand why someone would want to go to a brothel in the middle of a pandemic. They see a lot of customers in one day. That seems very, very dangerous to me. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. It seems dangerous. Uh, finally, we've got our first woman finance minister in this country, Kat. As that. a woman in Canada, are you happy about this or does it make no difference if it's a man or a woman? Um,
0: I don't know. It doesn't really make any difference to me, to be honest with you. I just hope it's the right person for the job. That's all I really hope for anyway, no matter what the role is.
1: Yesterday, we got a curveball. I didn't see this one coming at all. I knew that we were going to get a new finance minister. And then we heard very early yesterday morning because it was intentionally leaked that Chrystia Freeland would become the new finance minister of Canada. First woman in Canada to do it. And they went to Rideau Hall and she was sworn in by the governor general and everything was great. And I thought, okay, all right. End of story. That's it. I'm going to turn the news off. Then I got a breaking news alert because I think a lot of people probably heard the headline that Christian Freeland was sworn in and thought, okay, well, that's the news for today. We're good. Then the prime minister prorogued the house. Wait, what? He prorogued the house. Yeah, basically, for those who don't know, that ends the current session of parliament, including all the work of the committees. So the finance committee that was investigating the Wee scandal got shut down yesterday. Right before a massive dump of documents was to be given to the committee. Shut down. So now we don't have a sitting parliament until the uh, 23rd of September.
0: So you can just do that. Like, I mean, in the midst of an investigation, essentially, right? Like, why does he have why is he able to do that?
1: Well, that is a a right of the prime minister. If you're the prime minister of the country, you do have certain things that you can do unilaterally. And you, as the PM, have the right to go down to Rideau Hall, request an audience with the governor general. By the way, the governor general is appointed by the prime minister. Right. And you can ask the governor general for permission to prorogue the house. Now, most of the time it's done because – Uh, we've just reached the natural end. The the reason it was created in the first place is you've reached the natural end of a legislative session. You've done all you wanted to do. Now it's time for a new speech from the throne and we will lay out the next set of priorities. And that's the way the prime minister is spinning it. Ah, well, we're going into the recovery. So now we need a new one. But the thing is, when you do a speech from the throne to begin the new session of parliament, that's a confidence measure. If the opposition doesn't support the government's throne speech, then the governor general has a choice to make. They can go to the conservatives and say, are you able to form a government? And the conservatives don't have enough seats to say they can. So that means we have an election. <laughs> it's almost like Trudeau is daring the conservatives, block and New Democrats to call an election. And I think He thinks he'll win. But I also think he thinks by September 23rd, no one's going to remember the Wii scandal. By then, the ethics commissioner will have found him guilty again. And he can bury that in the whole back to school news cycle. And by the end of September, we'll be on to something new. People are looking forward to Thanksgiving and they're looking forward to Halloween. And it's it's getting a little colder outside. He's hoping people will forget. Right. I don't think people are going to forget this one. Uh, this seems like a pretty underhanded, shady move to prorogue the House. And while it is his right, I mean, let's be honest. Stephen Harper prorogued the House. What was it, three times? He did it. Do you know who the biggest critic of that was? Justin Trudeau, because he was the leader of the opposition at the time. Sure. He hated that Trudeau. Po- isn't that politics? Or sorry, though? that Harper. Isn't
0: that politics though? You're going to shit on everything else. The other people. This is why I hate it. You'll Until shit you get all into
1: over? government yourself. Was that? until you get into government yourself and then you do it yourself.
0: But that's what I mean. Like, but that you shit on all over everybody doing this, that, that, and the other thing. And then you get into power and then all of a sudden you're doing this, that, and the other thing that you just shit all over. It happens on both, all sides. It happens everywhere, every person. And it's bullshit if someone says that they wouldn't do it that way. That's the exact, that's politics, baby. That's politics.
1: Well, one thing we did think is when Trudeau got elected, we were told he was a different kind of politician. He's, he's not a politician. He's a teacher, He's different. He's one of us. He did say during that campaign when he was elected prime minister with a majority government the first time, I will not prorogue the House to get out of a political scandal. I will not prorogue the House to avoid having a confidence vote. He said he would never do it. Well, he just did it, everybody. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about is the Raptors. I think that The Oakland Police Department owes a massive apology to Usai Majiri. They owe him a massive apology. This is really,
0: yeah, this pisses me off, actually.
1: Well, you know, Masai was accused of assaulting a police officer last year after we won the NBA championship. He's the general manager of the Raptors, and he was going down to celebrate with his guys on the court like any other GM would do. But... Security apparently didn't recognize him, wanted to see his credentials. So the argument was always that, oh, well, Masai got pissed off that he was asked for credentials. Like, you should know who I am and shoved the cop. The cop was suing, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he? He wanted a lawsuit. Yeah, this
0: hat. is I know it's so ridiculous. And it pisses, And then obviously withheld this body cam, which came off of him clearly. Well, that that's out. the
1: thing. Now out is the body cam footage from that cop. And it clearly shows the cop pushed Majiri. Mm-hmm. The cop started the whole thing. So Masai has been under scrutiny for over a year now. It's been investigated. I don't know if he gotten any shit from MLSE, but I have to think it was at least a little unpleasant when they first got back from Oakland after winning the NBA championship, and this was on the go. This could have, in theory, prevented him from being able to enter the U.S. and cross the border freely. That's very, very frustrating that they had this video and didn't release it until now. His name got dragged through the mud. There were people in in Oakland there calling him an asshole and every name in the book for shoving one of Mm -hmm. their boys in blue. Well, as it turns out, that's not how it happened.
0: I'm glad this finally is out, but A, why did it take so damn long? And B, why would you lie? Why would you go through that? Why would you do that? You, you were obviously just trying to shed some kind of a bad light on, my opinion anyway, you're pissy about the team in one way or another. Possibly that was it. Or something happened to you previous to this happening and you just got all fired up and decided that you were going to do this and try to stir some shit up and distract from the game, the team, the season. I don't really know what it is, but I feel like there's a lot more happening here.
1: I think so too. And, uh, you know, Usai did handle that like a pro throughout the whole thing. He was classy about it. He always maintained his innocence. And now we know, rightfully so, he maintained his innocence. And I'm glad the truth did come out. I'm going to say something here that I want everybody to listen to. There's skeptics who think, ah, this season doesn't matter. Ah, it's the pandemic season. It's the bubble. Whoever wins, it's going to have an asterisk on it. I absolutely think it should have an asterisk on it. Because if the Raptors manage to win again and they go back to back, this one means more than the last one. Because the Raptors have done it under so much adversity. The Raptors have been handed the shit end of the stick from the NBA since the beginning of this. They had the worst regular season schedule they're getting shitty broadcast times today's game's on at 1 30 in the afternoon because what the rest of america would rather watch a i don't know like a fucking portland utah game who gives a shit the raptors yeah. are never one of the favorites from espn to win it all even though any fan that watches the games can tell you oh the raptors are a serious threat they can on demand step up and manhandle any team in the NBA, any single one of them. And if they actually win it this year, they did it against all odds because that seems to be the last thing the NBA wants is for the Raptors to win it. For sure, and
0: they face a lot of challenges.
1: So fuck them all, go Raptors, go, win this championship and show them, doesn't matter what you do, we're still gonna come out on top because we're the best team in the league.
0: And Masai Ujiri, good luck with your countersuit. I hope you fucking clean him out.
1: I hope he does, too. You know what? Uh, I'm sure he doesn't need the money. I'm sure he's probably going to take the high road and not go through with a personal lawsuit against the cop or the department. He'll just accept an apology. I wish he'd stick it to them. Well, I, it really is a wish counter, he would.
0: I mean, it is a counter suit. That's what we know for sure. Um, well,
1: I uh, find it very frustrating that we're even at this stage. If there was video that could have exonerated him, it should have been out right yes, away.
0: 100%. And you know what? That's why Messiah will probably win this
1: wait over a year to release that video that's bullshit it totally is okay everybody thank you for listening to After 9 we'll have a brand new edition out tomorrow enjoy the rest of the day and we the north go Raptors
0: yeah